Hello and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stern. Here with Lisa Stearns. We're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day. Hello. And welcome to the next episode of Just Just One One Thing. Thing. Today we're going to talk about just let it go (laughs) but with a question mark on the end because maybe you can maybe you can't and maybe that infuriates you when somebody says just let it go i know it's always been a part of your life when you know you were upset or riled or angered or saddened by some event that occurred to you and people would just say to you just just let it go and 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 i know you had some difficulty with that (laughs) um so why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe your history and and why you want to talk about the phrase, just let it go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was a great lead in. Um, so yeah, I, I am a very, have always been a very sensitive person, very yeah. empathetic person, um, felt things very deeply, was upset very easily, I would say. And to be told, to tell someone to just let go or to let it go, to me was very, it felt very dismissive. It felt mm-hmm. very disrespectful. Uh, as a child, it was just confusing. Um, I, I came to feel differently about it mm-hmm. as an adult, but as a, as a child, it was very confusing to have someone tell you that because first of all, you do not have the tools to let go. So it really doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And for me, it felt again, like I was being dismissed. So uh, when I hear that statement now, it still makes me somewhat angry because it feels as though you are not giving the correct uh, value or listening in, a, in the correct way to someone who is saying help well, me. Well, and, and you know, as I've observed the use of that phrase, you know, both for you and with others, oftentimes what it really means is, I'm upset right. with you being upset, so right. please just stop it right. because your upsetting is is upsetting me. So right. just just let it go, so I can relax because right. whatever you're experiencing is not bothering me. But what's bothering me is that, that you're upset. Bothered. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I know as a as a kid, you know, if you don't have the tools to let it go, you know, I I can't stop being upset. Right. So if it's upsetting you, I'm just sorry, and, right. it, and it creates a lot of. A lot of turmoil in the family, and and I just wanted to you know emphasize something that I've sort of learned and observed over the years, and have done a little research about it. But like like any human attribute, the the amount of different chemicals that lead you to experience an emotion, the intensity of that emotion, the rapidity or slowness with which those chemicals dissipate, right. that varies person to person. Oh my gosh, yes. And some people are just what they call sensitive. Right. You know, they just, more of those chemicals pour into their body. They don't go away. Right. And they, they and especially like a kid, you don't right. have any tools or ability right. to make those go away. So something that may seem minor or just, you know, an adult that doesn't have that intensity of feeling, right. that sensitivity, you know, it's like, it's not bothering me. Why is it bothering you? So just like, let it go. Right. You know, it's not, right. it's not, a, it's not a big deal. But right. You're not acknowledging that that person basically is wired different right. from how you are. So. Right. And, and I know for me, uh, I know life would have been tremendously different if instead someone said, just talk to me about what you're feeling. Oh, 
very different, <laughs> right? You know, I th- I think all of those, all of that overwhelm that I felt, all of the the deep emotions that mm-hmm. I felt, I think I would have had the ability to process mm-hmm. just by someone saying, "Tell me about what you're feeling." So it, it's important to me that people don't think that I'm advocating or that you're advocating that you take on someone's upset. Oh, no, uh, no, because because no. living around someone that lives in a in a in a state of upset a lot is very tiring. It can be very very challenging. But I know, like I say, once once I had people in my life that started listening to me mm-hmm. in a different way. You right. were definitely one of them. My acupuncturist, Jack Daniel, uh, was very influential in that area for me. Once somebody genuinely listened, it started to get better. I wasn't as sensitive about everything. I wasn't as upset all the time. And so it's not that anyone needs you to take on their upset or their overwhelm or their confusion. It's just... Just let, let me let me speak the words, mm, right, um, right, and then maybe I could sure let it go in an easier way. Well, maybe it would go away some. And you were talking to me, you know, this morning. In fact, you just shared an article on Facebook this right. morning, um, talking about you, you know you don't need to be happy all the time. You it's, don't need to avoid good, right. all these things that are upsetting right. to you. So maybe you could talk a little bit about more about well, you're very sensitive. You're going to experience upsetting things you're going to be angry you're going to be sad you're going to be outraged you're going to be terrified um you know what's wrong with like not wanting to feel all those things um so the research shows and and this is not surprising to me and i and i know it's not surprising to you um when when we when we don't acknowledge what we are experiencing and that is the downs that is the hard feelings that's the sad feelings mm-hmm. it's the upset it's the anger when we don't allow ourselves to experience that it kind of puts us out of whack we are not we are not in alignment well we've evolved powerful emotions yes. you know for a, reason. for a reason you know certainly they contributed to our ability to survive right. they they continue they contributed to our ability to bond and reproduce right. to you know protect our you know, our family, our tribe, our children, right. etc. And all of those mo- emotions that we are, you know, born with, you know, had significant use. Maybe they're kind of mismatched to many things in modern society, but right. those those emotions are all part of the human condition, and they're, yes. they're not going to go away. No, they are not. And I think, and I think it's important for. I think you can add a really interesting perspective, because I think you tend have tended historically to be the opposite of me where you were very self-contained, mm-hmm. where you seemed like the... Oh, and it's one of the things that attracted me to you is, is the calm in the storm. But I think the more you have, the older you have gotten, and the more you have worked with mindfulness, mm-hmm. and especially with our MBSR, I think you are experiencing things for the first time now. Because in you are respects. open in certain respects. Right. Because you are suddenly have the ability to access that and be open to that experience. Yeah, so what I, does that look like? Well, a couple thoughts there occurred to me. One was... Compared to you, I, I don't think I feel many of the emotions right. as immediately, as strongly, um, or as much duration as you mm-hmm. do. Um, others, I certainly do. Right. Um, right. Other emotions, particularly you know, anger for me, um, felt scary because mm-hmm. as a kid, if my anger got out of control, it was it was frightening. Right. You know, cause right. I could cause damage to things, to people, et cetera, that I knew would have long-term repercussions. And so right. when I felt that anger, it was it was kind of scary. So I learned to you know, compartmentalize that, right. stuff it a little bit. Um, I learned, you know, as I, as I ex- 
experimented or became more experienced with mindfulness, um, I did recognize that anger was there sometimes, but I learned through mindfulness to have a pause and decide how I was going to react to certain situations, whether the right. anger was actually warranted. Right. Um, in, in many, I'll say most cases, it certainly wasn't. Um, and so I was able to say, uh, I don't think I'm going to get angry right now right. if it wasn't appropriate. Right. And I think that ability to have that pause, as we've talked about many times, is, is you know, something that, that I have learned. Right. Um, the other thing is a lot of those emotions, you know, I think if you have not experienced them, sat with them, expressed them, it's just like a big ball of just like... right. I don't know what it is. I, I just feel horrible. Is. I feel right. like, like, you know, hitting something. I feel like shouting. shouting. I feel like right. weeping. I feel like pulling the, the covers over my head and just like staying in bed all day. Um, and as you, you know, you explore those emotions, you're open to it. You can begin to sort of pick all of those things apart because it's usually not just one thing. And in right. fact, it's many, many times it's things that are conflicting. Yes. Like I might be happy and sad and angry, time. exuberant. All at the same time to varying right. degrees right. and if you can trace back the source of what all of those things are and you can tease them apart a little bit yes now I can say well you know I'm angry because you know the paper boy missed the porch with the paper you know right. it's a little right. funny but, right. it, but it added to sort of a melange of emotions that I was right. feeling and they're like there's anger in there somewhere I don't know where it came from but right. that damn paper <laughs> okay now I see that there's anger oh that's where it came from right well you know, that those emotions are there, but now I can say, oh, okay, maybe I don't need to be as angry about that. And it's going to take a while for those chemicals right. to dissipate, but they will if I recognize I'm feeling this emotion, number one, and right. oh, here's the source of it. Right. And then, oh, I'm sad because, well, I guess I'm sad because I watched a sad movie. It's right. not really anything that's even real in my right. life. And it, just as an example, but as, as you identify and can pick those apart, because literally right. there are dozens and dozens of emotions. Right. And they may come from a variety of sources, but they may sort of reach a critical mass and cause you to feel overwhelmed in your life, you know, right. like you have to do something very uncomfortable. You know, practicing that, understanding that, and being able to deal with each of them in turn, I think is something that's very, very important. And because, you know, through most of my life, because, you know, I wanted to be a tough guy, because right. I grew up in a tough guy environment, right. you don't even acknowledge any of those right. things. And so you, you sort of put away that ability to even identify what you're feeling, Absolutely. where it came from. And that doesn't serve you well. No, no. And you're not of, responding. In terms, of, in, in terms of being happy, in terms of being responsive to other people in your life, etc. Right, right. Well, and, and as you were talking, what comes to mind for me is that when you take the time to say, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. What is this discomfort that I'm feeling? And you might not be able to tease it. I know when I first started sure. doing oh, it, yeah. I had no idea well, what well, I was feeling. I everything most, everything well, qualified as angry. Yeah, most most I think most times when you start off, it's just like big things. It's yes, like anger. I'm anger. Sad. You right. know those right. kinds of things. Yes. But there's there's a lot of nuance in. Yes, there. and frequently I would say the anger is there's something else under the anger. It's fear. fear. Fear is a big one. Fear and and for me it was um, it was something that happened that someone either embarrassed or humiliated mm, me in sure. the past, and so that created anger. But all I had in my mind was anger. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have anything else. But to go back to what I started to say, when you, as you were talking about that, what, what brought to my mind was the fact that when you suddenly start to develop this ability to separate, to tease out what it is that you are actually feeling and what it is that you are experiencing, the letting go happens on its own. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, 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 you know, you don't have right. to actually do anything because suddenly 
you are in control of whatever it is that you're feeling. And you can say, oh, that's what that is? Like, okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm still not comfortable with yeah, it. And, and I think, and we, we emphasize mindfulness a lot and with what it can bring to you. And I think particularly as you can tease apart all of those emotions and you can sort of step back and observe them in a mindful way, that's, that's like you said, it's almost magical. If I can step back from the right. intensity of feeling them and actually just look at them, they kind of just go poof, poof, and they disappear. They're like a mirage yes. in many cases. Yes, yeah. yes. And, there, and, and that's not to say that there won't be any residual feelings in your body still. Right. But the reaction is different. Yeah. The reaction is different and, and you have the ability to think of it slightly differently and, and that letting go happens more organically. And I, yeah, so I think as you practice, then if somebody says, just let it go, that becomes more of something that is possible. Right. But then you also have to say, well, is it in my best interest to let to, it go? Right. Maybe this anger is well-founded and I need to use that I need to, to, to power right. action, to take some something that's going to, to protect some, my right. family or to take on a challenge at work right. or something like that. Absolutely. Yes, very definitely. Yeah, so I, I think the whole, what, what instigated this whole topic was I get a little tired of hearing, we, we listen to Insight Timer, you know, both of mm-hmm. us do a lot and there's a lot of, you know, letting go meditation and and they talk about letting go a lot, but I think it's really, uh, I think it's, I, I think it still remains dismissive. Uh, in, well, in, well, it's almost like, you know, if, I don't know how to say this without, but, but, but let's just say we find a, a sedentary person and they're lamenting the fact that, uh, you know, they're sedentary and they don't feel like they're as fit as they should. It's right. almost like saying, well, we'll just go run just a marathon. Go, right. go run a marathon. Right. You'll be in better shape after you run the marathon. <laughs> right. That's like ridiculous. You, you need to work up to it. You need to train right. for it. You need to prepare your body for it. And, and learning to let go is something that can be done if it's yes. what you need to do, but it, but it requires skills yes practicing pra- a those lot skills. of practice and it doesn't you know it may take most of your life to be able to to let it go right it's not like taking off your shoes right <laughs> yeah, and you can't like read a bumper sticker or a meme on facebook and, and just let it go let it think go. that you right. can do that so right so don't think that something is wrong with you because you can't just let it go because without training you can't let, you it, don't go. Let, it, go. Yeah. Right. Right. let it go right right and that's and that's the point that that's what bothers me is you know, this expectation that will... If or, if you can let it go, it's probably in a damaging way where you're suppressing it and you're bottling right, it up right. and it's not a helpful way of letting it right. go. Right. You've, you've figured out how to stuff it aside and that is not letting it go. That's actually just hiding it away for a while and it'll come back and bite you right. in the butt sometimes in, in the very near future. So, uh, having sort of <laughs> taken a bite out of this apple, um, when it comes to just letting it go or not, what would be the one thing that you would ask folks to do this week? So should they choose to just do one thing? Uh, I think the most helpful thing to me when I started this whole process six, eight years ago was I actually printed off a list of emotions. Mm. And so that when my body felt weird, I could look at and sit with and say, okay, what is it? Because I had no idea. Like I say, my only option was angry or sad. Like right. I was really angry, I was really sad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so you know, to have this list of emotions uh, to look at and say, okay, well, what is it that I'm feeling? Sure. Um, so, and how about you? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take what you just said to last. It's not what I can do for myself. It's what I can do for others. Okay. If you see somebody upset, oh, don't yes, just say, let, let it go. It go. Say, Please. say, tell me what you're feeling. 
And, right. and why are you feeling that? Right. And that at least has a conversation rather than being dismissive. Because right. that's what you started off with. Is yes. That phrase is so dismissive of what people are actually feeling and experiencing. Right. Right. And, it, and, and not thinking that you have to advise, that right. you have to help. It really is. You can just have, just state the question. Right. Tell me what you're feeling. Cool. I love that. Okay. Well, until next time, uh, if you would like some health or fitness coaching, bradsterns.com. And if you want business mindfulness coaching, you can find me at leaststerns.com. Take care. Have a great week. Have a great day. Bye-bye.